Old Testament reading for the 26th Sunday after Trinity is from Daniel chapter 7. As I looked, thrones were placed, and the Ancient of Days took his seat. His clothing was white as snow, and the hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was fiery flames, its wheels were burning fire. A stream of fire issued and came out from before him. A thousand thousand served him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court sat in judgment, and the books were opened. I looked then, because of the sound of the great words that the horn was speaking. And as I looked, the beast was killed, and its body destroyed and given over to, the, be, to be burned with fire. As for the rest of the beasts, their dominion was taken away, but their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. I saw in the night visions, and behold, with the clouds of heaven there came one like the Son of Man, and he came to the Ancient of Days and was presented before him, and to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is in an everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom, one that shall not be destroyed. This is the word of the Lord. He calls to the heavens above and to the earth that he may judge his people. The heavens declare his righteousness. The epistle is from 2 Peter, chapter 3. Know this, first of all, that scoffers will come in the last days with scoffing, following their own sinful desires. They will say, where is the promise of his coming? For ever since the fathers fell asleep, all things are continuing as they were from the beginning of creation. For they deliberately overlooked this fact, that the heavens existed long ago, and the earth was formed out of water and through water by the word of God, and that by the means of the world that then existed was deluged with water and perished. But by the same word, the heavens and the earth that now exist are stored up for fire, being kept until the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved, and the earth and the works that are done in it will be exposed. Since all these things are thus to be dissolved, what sort of people ought you to be in lives of holiness and godliness, waiting for and hastening the day of the coming of the day of God? because of which the heavens will be set on fire and dissolved, and the heavenly bodies will melt as they burn. But according to his promise, we are waiting for the new heavens and a new earth, in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, 
since you are waiting for these, be diligent to be found by him without spot or blemish and at peace. This is the word of the Lord. Stand for the Alleluia. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 25th chapter. Jesus said, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his, judgment, on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these my brothers, you did it to me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will also answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Truly I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Jesus will come on the last day and separate people as a shepherd separates the sheep and the goats. The unrighteous are the goats who will depart into eternal punishment. The righteous are the sheep who will enter into eternal life. Jesus calls you a sheep. No, really, on the last day, before the throne of God, Jesus will call you a sheep. 
But vicar, how can Jesus, who is the almighty Son of God, declare me to be a sheep? When I look back at my life, I see no reason why Jesus should call me a sheep. If anything, I deserve to end up with the goats. But Jesus calls you a sheep. But I see who I am. I see the things that I shouldn't have done. I only see how much I haven't kept the law. When Jesus lists out how the sheep feed the hungry, clothe the naked, visit those sick and in prison, I haven't done any of those things. But Jesus calls you a sheep. But from my heart has only come the things that I shouldn't do. Not only have I neglected my neighbor, I've killed him. I've closed my hand and my heart to him. And really, according to what Jesus says, I've closed my heart and my hand to Jesus. But Jesus calls you a sheep. Vicar, my sin confronts me. Sin cannot stand before a holy and a perfect God. I've disobeyed God and hurt my neighbor completely. When I come before the throne of God, all I'm going to hear is depart from me. I never knew you. But Jesus calls you a sheep. How? How is it that Jesus calls me a sheep? I look at all the ways that I have failed to love God and love my neighbor. I deserve to enter into eternal punishment with the devil and his angels. Hell may not have been intended for me, but I'm going to find out what it's like on the last day. I'm going to see and feel God's eternal punishment. That's what the unrighteous deserve, and that's what I am. But Jesus calls you a sheep. Jesus calls you a sheep not because of who you are and what you've done, but because of who he is and what he's done for you. You say that you look back on your life and you see no reason for Jesus to call you a sheep. Maybe not. You look back and you only see a body of death that is deserving of eternal punishment. But Jesus has called you from death to life. Jesus calls you a sheep. When you see how much you haven't kept the law, you see which, that you failed to live up to what is God has commanded for you. Because of sin, no one keeps the law perfectly. No matter how hard you try, there's always going to be that one little iota that you can't keep. You were born in sin, infected with death. But who is the one who has come to keep the law perfectly in your place? Who is the one who saw your sickness and out of his complete and total love for you, decided to come down, took on the same flesh and bone that you're built with, and died to wash away your sins and rose again to give you the hope of the resurrection? Jesus. So if Jesus has done all of that, knowing that you couldn't keep the law, he must want to call you his own. So Jesus calls you a sheep. You see a callous heart that only breeds sin and death. The Holy Spirit is breaking the rocky ground of your heart by the law. The Spirit convicts you so that you would realize that you're dead in your trespasses. He uses the law to show you your sin, 
so that you would see your need for a savior. He doesn't leave you dead in your trespasses, though, but gives you new life in Jesus. The Holy Spirit gives you faith to know that your sin is forgiven. Jesus is no longer your neighbor whom you have closed your hand to, but he is the good shepherd who calls you by name. You hear the voice of your shepherd. So Jesus calls you a sheep. You're right to say that sin can't stand before a holy God. And you're right to say that sinners who are unrepentant will not enter into eternal life. Remember that Jesus has washed away your sins. Go back to the basics. You're a baptized child of God. Jesus has washed away your sins, rescued you from eternal death and from the power of the devil, and gave you eternal life. Jesus calls you a sheep. But he didn't stop there. Jesus gave you his Holy Spirit in baptism, who always guides you back to him. He gives you his holy word to read, to teach you the faith. He teaches you to pray and cries out to God on your behalf when you are in need. He brings you to church, where he gives you his gifts. And he brings you to the Lord's Supper, where you eat and drink on Jesus' very body and blood for the forgiveness of your sins. The sheep are led by the Spirit. The sheep receive the gifts of God. So Jesus calls you a sheep. You also fear that, you're gonna, that Jesus is going to tell you, depart from me. Why? What reason would God have? Yes, you are a sinner, but you're one who has been made a new creation. As Jesus says, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. You are being made new daily. As we are taught from the catechism, the old Adam in us should by daily contrition and repentance be drowned and die with all sins and evil desires, and that a new man should daily emerge and arise to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. Why would you be told, depart from me? Jesus will not tell you to depart from me. Jesus tells the sheep, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you for the, from, from the foundation of the world. Jesus calls you a sheep. You fear the fires of hell and wonder if that's all you're going to see on the last day. You see your unrighteousness and see your place alongside the devil and his angels. And for everyone who rejects the Lord and his gifts, that is exactly what they will receive. But Jesus has closed that path for you. Your righteousness isn't based on your works. Your entrance into heaven isn't based on how much you've kept the law. If that were the case, heaven would be an empty room. You have a merciful God. You have a loving Savior who has come to die to close the path to hell for you. 
That means that Jesus then opens the door to heaven for you. Not only that, he brings you there himself. And this is because of what Jesus calls you. Jesus calls you a sheep. He desires that all would come to the knowledge of salvation through him. This means you. Jesus gives you the knowledge of salvation that brings you to heaven. He opens the door for you and welcomes you with open arms. On the last day, you won't see the fires of hell. You won't be the ones weeping and gnashing your teeth. Because you hear his voice, because you know him, and because he knows you, you will see your good shepherd standing before you, leading you forward into eternal life. And all this is because of what Jesus calls you. Jesus calls you a sheep. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. 